0: My name is Steve Erbauer. This is Steve Erbauer's Grateful Dead podcast. Glad to be back with you folks again. I know it's been a while, but I hope that uh, if you've listened to it all, uh, if you've listened to this at all, that you've listened to the last uh, podcast I did, which was an interview with my friend Joel Egger. I think that that was a, well, I know I had a good time talking with him as well. I should, because he's one of my best friends and uh it's just uh nice to do something a little bit different on the podcast but at the end of that we talked about this uh, concert uh, from Danny of Florida on March 24th of 1970 and just how maybe we get around to playing it one day and today's the day so i'm pretty excited about that cuz uh, it's a neat it's just kind of a weird little concert which is i mean weird maybe not uh, the most odd term to use for Grateful Dead, but little uh, certainly is, but it's definitely kind of a one-off deal, and it's kind of a special, uh, I don't know, it's just at a pivotal time in the band's uh, journey, and so we'll get uh, more into that here in a little bit, but uh, I don't know, it's just a pretty uh, exciting time to be a fan of the Grateful Dead, it's kind of weird to say that after so many years, but here we are, it's the year 2017, and things are still just trucking right along the uh this being 2017 it is the 40th anniversary of 1977 and i like i my i mentioned that to my wife and she just kind of looked at me i think i was talking about 5877 we were driving someplace i'm like today's 5817 is the 40th anniversary of 5817 she just laughed at me like so what is there like a 40th anniversary of 5977 i'm like well funny you should mention it he goes yeah that's kind of a thing too um just 58 seems to get all of the attention and that's been certainly the case uh, this month, and you know, I suppose it's time. Um, I, I think there was a part of me that I was maybe just a, a touch disappointed that they formally released uh, in particular that Cornell show, just because you know, it's kind of the I don't know, it's just one of the big ones, but whatever, it sounds beautiful. And I'm, you know, after listening to it, I'm like, yep, that's I'm glad that they released that. And the whole get shown the light set is pretty amazing, and of course, the mastering and all that is just fantastic. and. I guess it was bound to happen sooner or later, so there's that. But I, you know, it, the whole thing just sounds gorgeous. And I mean, the Betty boards themselves sound great. Um, so the remastering, um, I suppose, just puts a little polish on them. But I, I know that I've enjoyed listening to it. Maybe someday I'll, if I can find it uh, now, I don't know if it's sold out or not, but maybe I'll plunk down and buy the vinyl. So there's that. And uh, this, uh, the Long Strange Trip documentary, uh, that's coming to my. Um, College movie theater here in a couple of days, and I'm going to go see it. I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's kind of interesting to read some of the press about it. It's getting great reviews, even from like you know straight press, and I'm sure that's just very well done. I watched the trailer, and I, I, I I've already seen some people saying, well, they left out things like Tom Constantine isn't even mentioned. I don't think, and I mean it's a long career and to cut it into only, you know, what is it? Not quite four and a half hours of film. They had, you know, not everything was going to get in there, but I'm, I'm definitely excited to see that. Um, I've, of course, when the project was first announced, I went, Oh boy, I hope it's good. And you know, cause there's just a lot there and I by all accounts, it seems to be great. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And then, you know, uh, tours coming up dead and company and, I'm going to go see them in Boulder with uh, my friend Joel, and I'm s- very excited about that. It's been a couple years since I've been to see the boys um, proper in whatever form that takes. So, you know, it seems like that's been a long time, and that's true. Uh, the last shows I really went to was in Fa- fairly Well in Chicago in 2015, and that's been two years, so it's time. I'm due. I'm ready to go uh, put my dancing shoes on and just get weird. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then uh, J-Rad, Joe Russo's Almost Dead, if you haven't listened to them, do yourself a favor, check them out, because wow, and they're playing Red Rocks uh, in August. And boy, if that isn't enticing, I don't know what is. So anyway, there's that. So how's everybody doing? Uh, it's been kind of a weird spring in America. And uh, I don't want to belabor the what by now are the obvious political things happening in our country, but I do want to, you know, take a minute just to check in with people and check in with myself a little bit, and just to, you know, ask you how how how's it going? It's been um, I don't know. It's 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 been hard for me to kind of show up for life i suppose on a certain level and um I, I have been but the the i'm prone to um you know be a somewhat morose and perhaps overly serious uh personality and i think that's part of the reason why i, I like to do this and it's certainly part of i think why um this music the grateful dead music is uh important to me because it's Powerful enough to kind of cut through that, if that makes any sense. I'm, um, you know, this week we lost uh, Chris Cornell of Soundgarden to suicide, and that's—I uh, don't know the details of that, uh, other than that it was suicide. And I, I have to admit that um, I never had much of a personal personal connection with uh, Chris Cornell or his music. I was knee-deep into the Grateful Dead when the Seattle grunge tip hit, and I just never really paid much attention to it. Um, having said that, I understand that he was a, a powerful artist in his own right and uh, worthy of respect, and I certainly um, can appreciate that, even if his music never really spoke to me much on a personal level. And, and so that just kind of highlights... Um, Oh, I guess what I'm wa- trying to wind my way around to is, I hope that everybody out there is taking care of themselves. It's so important, and I, it's easy to kind of get drugged down into the mire and the muck, and um, so I just want to ask you, my you know listeners, <laughs> thank you, um, to you know be good to yourselves and to be good to those around you because life's short. And uh, very fragile at times. So um, anyway, there's that. And so on that note, let's get let's get down uh, with uh, some music. I mentioned uh, at the beginning of this that this is uh, this is I'm going to talk and play talk about and play three twenty four seventy from Pirates World in Dania, Florida. And you know, it's just I said it's kind of this weird little concert, and it really kind of is. I have to admit, I'm not super well versed on 1970 Grateful Dead um, although I enjoy what I've heard and it's just not one of those years I've listened to maybe as much perhaps because of the absence of good sounding recordings. I don't know. I'm not going to think about to go into that too much, but, uh, this, this concert came up on my, uh, you know, this day in the dead, uh, thing on, I, I use the re listen app on my iPhone to listen to shows and it's really great. And so I, I thought, Oh, I'm gonna check that out. And, and it's just it's just a really I'm gonna use the word neat. It's a neat little Grateful Dead concert. And then so I was looking it up. I was googling a little bit, and there's this really awesome blog post. Joel and I talked about this uh, law. Lo- it's LostLiveDead.blogspot.com. Uh, you gotta check out these guys um, because this website is just phenomenal for Grateful Dead minutiae, and it really goes. There's they have a blog post on this show that really goes into the minutia of it. But the, the thing that's just amazing to me about this is that um kind of have to think about what the dead were up to and kind of up what they were up against uh, in the spring of 1970. They had played, in 1969, they'd played 145 shows. That's a lot of concerts by any terms. And they were not touring in you know the lap of luxury like so many acts maybe then but certainly today uh relatively speaking this was pretty uh catch-as-catch-can stuff vans buses flights um and just really working like dogs and they were gonna play in 1970 146 shows so they were not slowing down and part of the reason for that is that they owed Warner Brothers a bunch of money um Due to a going crazy in the studio and B, uh, Mickey Hart's Mickey Hart's dad Lenny uh, running off with a bunch of money, a uh, hundred and some odd thousand dollars, which in 1969, seventy, that was real money. That's a significant chunk of change. I think it was one of, an advance from Warner Brothers. So they were uh, they were kind of up against the wall, and they worked their way out of that and. Out of that pressure, and this has been documented elsewhere. If you really want to know more about it, um, from an actual source, there's a really excellent um, video called "Anthem to Beauty," uh, which documents this time period really well, and um, other sources. One of which is this blog post I'm talking about, lostlivedead.blogspot.com. But the what I'm gathering here is here's their schedule. Like here's what. Um, They were, like, here's what was happening surrounding this concert, is that they played in, on March 20th, they were in Port Chester, New York, they were playing the Capitol Theater on the 20th and the 21st, and then they drove all the way down to Dania, Florida, which is basically Miami, from Port Chester, New York, mind you, uh, dragging all the stuff to play one concert And then on the 3rd of April, they were up in Cincinnati, Ohio, to play one concert. So that, you know, that's not the world's most efficient touring schedule. Um, So why would they do that? Why would they go all the way down to Florida to play one gig at an amusement park? And the answer is, according to this blog, uh, this, I'm going to say it right. I'm going to bring it up, and I'm going to say it right. I'm stumbling over my words. I'm getting all excited. LostLivedead.blogspot.com has a really great uh, write-up on this, and, uh, What it looks like is that they were actually heading down there to play a large festival that would have been a pretty decent payday. And the short version of that story uh, is that that festival did not happen. So they got down there to Florida and had this gig booked at Pirate's World. Probably as just like an overnight stop uh, on the way to this other festival. Um, So they, you know, played that gig. And so they had some time to kill and here's the thing that's important and slash interesting about this despite the fact that they'd made this road trip to play this one gig at this amusement park which apparently at the time uh pirate's world was actually kind of a thing uh it was a fairly good-sized amusement park it wasn't of course it remind for those of you that have seen spinal tap it reminds me of that scene where they're playing you know they're opening for the puppet show at the <laughs> amusement park. Um, this is better than that. Probably a ba- this like this venue had uh, the major touring acts of the time roll through there, like Led Zeppelin played there. so that kind of thing. So it was a thing. There was probably some people there, but um, and apparently Pirates World was a pretty big deal until Disney World opened up a little while later and then that eventually shut it down. So anyway, there's that. Where was I? Oh, right. Um, So because of the cancellation of this festival, the band had time to kill uh, surrounding this date a little bit. So they're spending a lot of time around the pool in Florida. And uh, this, according to this blog post, and the timeline makes sense, is that this is where they wrote trucking. And maybe another number or two, but this this time period is where the music and lyrics for Truckin' was born out of this road trip and uh which makes sense because um they had been they got busted in new orleans on uh january 31st so this was fresh this was not you know a couple months after that and uh so i that's i think noteworthy just in and of itself the birthplace of trucking dania florida a- and i hope for the record that i'm saying that right dania dania i'm going with dania so this is kind of a short show the recording that's available of it is um as far as i know mostly complete um they do bump into a curfew uh which results in kind of a an abrupt end to turn on your love light um they eventually go uh love light turns into me and my uncle and then they just end it with me and my uncle so the uh, this is a pretty decent recording. It's not great. You have to, you know, bear with it for a little bit. It settles in just fine. Um, I'm going to truncate it just a little bit. Um, but what I'm going to play is most of the concert. I'm going to leave off Morning Dew, Mama Trident, Good Lovin'. What I'm going to play, we're going to come in on a rockin', uh, kind of loose, Don't Ease Me In, into a nice cold rain and snow, and then into a high time which is an excellent kind of mental palate cleanser for what's to come, which is a Dark Star into the other one, into St. Stephen, Little Drums, into Not Fade Away, which is pretty new, uh, and the aforementioned Turn On Your Love Light into Me and My Uncle. And this is, they are playing for kind of a, I would say, like a more locals crowd, right? And they do truncate things, not truncate, but they're short. Dark Star is short, the other one's short. That doesn't mean uh that doesn't diminish things at all and that's kind of part of the reason why i want to play this because they're still they do the things dark star is powerful and beautiful and the other one is you know galloping right along and saint stephen's great and it's just uh i think they're having a pretty good time for me what the standout for this set is actually the high time before all the jams start because it's new and it's delicate And they're really, uh, they work at it a little bit. And there's, um, to me, there's an emotional component um, to this reading of this song that is missing uh, from the album. Not that that's bad, but do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, They really seem to be feeling it. And if you allow the oddness of the sound of the recording to kind of to move through that and to get into what they've got cooking on stage there uh it's it's really special and really sets the tone kind of for what's to come so this is one of those one of those bits of music where i would encourage you if you have the time or you're in the car driving or something you can just kind of let the music work you uh this is a good one for that so uh, i'm really excited to play this for you guys and i hope that you enjoy it Again, this is Grateful Dead, March 24th, 1970, from the Pirates World uh, Amusement Park Amphitheater in Dania, Florida. Here we go.
1: Tchau, But
2: I kissing your kisses I hear your
1: roll
2: Now wait a minute I wanna tell you something I Just about my baby Why you make me feel so good? I'm gonna tell you all, but I'll just tell you a little bit—not all, no, no—but just, just, a little bit. How count you name me feel so nice. I know you're standing down there feeling kind of cold and lonesome sometimes. You want to get some company? Yes, you do. I know you do, because I do too. But I tell you, first thing you got to do is get your hands out of your pockets and do something with them. Besides playing pocket holes. And if there happen to be some young lady on your side, you just got to reach over and say, hello, what's your name? Ain't no reason to beat around the bush. Uh-uh. But I tell you, now sometimes when I get lonesome, and I'm back home on the coast and everything is fine, ha, I ain't got to take my hand out of my pocket. So my old lady does it for me. So that's fine, too. And I can wake up early in the morning, just before the day is dawning. And all I got to reach over my left shoulder, touch my right arm, I say, turn on over. Every time I feel a spirit, it's good stuff going on. Yes, it is. Ha. Make me feel nice sometimes. Nice. I make a feel good. my, 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 my. Alright, But after I've been reaching over for a while, I think to get good. Then I ask my baby one more thing. All I want, that special little thing you got, Waiting just for me. It's alright.
1: Feel good.
2: It's alright here to feel pretty nice. That's all I got to do. I got to get now On oh, me mm-hmm. Make me feel Like a king And my rider Is a goddamn Wow oh, Treat me good Yes you do You feel pretty good. I actually feel fine myself. up. See
0: you later. Wasn't that great? Grateful Dead 32470 Pirates World Danny of Florida. Thanks for tuning in everybody. I'll catch you next time. Bye.